Hello and welcome back everyone to the very new episode of the Balls Podcast. Joining me are my lovely friends, Moria, Rayan, Dhruv and Prango. Hello everyone. Hello. Hello. Hi everyone. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. Nice to, nice, nice to see everyone is doing fine. Okay, so today, um, let's just, you know, since... Uh, there was no games during this past week we'll be discussing something which is quite recent something which is going to be you know a topic for the future as well during this month of january the january transfer market basically not much has been going around not much have been you know coming to the headlines you know big transfers are not really happening much but yeah we have started with some players moving here and there either on permanent deals or loans so i mean you know let's just uh, let's just bring into light one of the most uh, headlined uh, transfer recently uh, if we look, if you look about that uh, let's talk about a trip here to newcastle united i mean no one no one no one would have thought about it it's it's a very surprising move to say and bro paisa kharid gaye ha but hey abhi chal raha so that is what i'm saying ki if you if you look at it i don't know if it's a right move if it's a if it's a bad move or you know it's like we cannot decide so people, it yet because people are criticizing the players who are joining newcastle now but in 5 years they're going to be the next man city people are going to be on the stature of aguero silva in the next two days so tripper has taken a smart move now people are saying they might get relegated but i don't think they're going to get relegated this season the next season they might qualify for europa basically another man city building that is a very bold statement uh, uh, to make looking at their current performance looking at the last match recently i mean you say 5 years uh, it might take up to that if they do splurge in money like man city did but then we are not really sure about it so i mean since you brought up the topic since you brought about you know uh, spoke about how they are going to transform themselves What do you think about this current signing? I think Trippier is a great signing. A few years ago, nobody would even thought that Trippier would join a club like Newcastle. Uh, I mean, especially from Atletico, going from the Spanish champions to relegation fighting clubs in England, nobody would have thought it. But money speaks, and they're building the next stature of legends in Newcastle. I mean, I know it's a bold statement, but then again, City had the courage to do it, and now they're the most successful team. in the last few years and newcastle can replicate it but rome wasn't built in a day and will take time will take a few years but then they might get to that stature in few years okay so i mean you know since you are telling me that you know like you're kind of comparing or you know kind of relating their uh, progression to man city's but uh, i just like to ask you know rayan like you know if you see if you see man city's uh, past decade it's not like they weren't a good team it's not like you know they were not winning anything they still kind of had uh, decent performances they had they had decent players and you know so i mean do you really think you know comparing or or you know just because they got these new owners behind them do you think it's it's okay you know to kind of match their progression to that of cities uh, as dhruv rightly said before rome wasn't built in a day so man city also built their squad gradually but they have been successful with the with their you know gradual increase in performance uh, and uh, i i i do feel that newcastle can yes make a difference with their uh, with their owners they can their owners are extremely rich 
and uh, they they can be the next man city or or we could just we could uh, there would there, there'll be a time where man city will be uh, will be lower in position to newcastle maybe you never know so i yes it, it will be uh, it can be so so like how many how many years are you giving that you know the fact that you said that city might be a, you know be a team that might you know position themselves lower than newcastle so how many years are you looking that for for, for that at, at least 10 years so, i mean it, it's it's i mean it's just a thing i said because it's it, it's in in football as we know anything can happen and uh, the the rate at which my, uh, we we don't know the rate at which uh, newcastle's owners are going to be spending and who are they going to be getting in if they really manage to get a good team and then if they have the chemistry and the manager to get all the tactics right then sure in 10 years or in or more uh, they they might be able to overcome man city's position well uh, since you guys are bringing up this point i'll just like to add to the fact that you know i think you kind of need a owner who is kind of invested in the club who wants his club to succeed and not just you know giving in money whenever asked but also wanting to see the success right if you look at the uh, abramovich i think the owner for chelsea he needs and he wants his club to succeed he checks the progression he is constantly behind you know his team comes in for games watches the games and things like that so i mean if you if i'm going to ask pranga like do you think the new owners for newcastle are they just here for the takeover just you know just because they could just because they have that money so just they took over the team or is it like do you feel that you know they are going to back the team or have if, any uh, sort of fashion if there's any owner so obviously if he's spending a lot of money you know he spent a lot of money to buy the club so obviously he would want his club to succeed and right now their main aim should be to survive in the premier league because there's a chance that they might get relegated and uh, you know signings like trippier plus their manager right now eddie how he has great experience uh, he was uh, i think afc bournemouth's manager for a long period of time and he did really well but uh, i don't see him you know keeping newcastle in the premier league for the next season because right now they you know they don't have the proper tactics to play against even the smaller teams forget the big teams but obviously they did get a result against man united and see for the long term i don't see them getting to the level without a great manager you can sign players like you know at man united you have a lot of great players but you need a certain set of tactics and you know a game plan to be able to succeed with man city uh, their success came i mean they did win trophies before pep but right now they are dominating because of a great manager so if the owners want to back the club they also need to buy players but they need to get a manager who can help those players to you know become great like pep is doing it at man city do you have do you have any managers in mind that you would like to you know bring up uh, right now if there's anyone i think it should be pep they should just get him if they can cuz you know they can spend a lot and you know you can they can give him a lot of money as well but i don't see that happening anytime soon so like what are the chances you're giving you know uh, newcastle to kind of stay up in the premier league this season in percentage uh, the chances are very low 
20 i just come to more you know since prangav has given 20% you know of newcastle actually making it up uh, over top 3 uh, sorry bottom 3 what do you think you know since they have signed trippier how many more signings or you know what kind of specific specific players or positions you know they might they should get in order to increase this chance that prangav has given you know to stay in the premier league bro basically with their entire the amount of money they have they basically going to replace the entire squad believe it or not because of the money they have well the signing for newcastle is obviously an amazing one but i just don't know what trippier was thinking when he's going from la liga champions to 19th place newcastle like obviously money speaks a lot so i don't really know okay so like uh... you are not sure about you know if they are really going to make it so you kind of agree with prangav yeah i do i agree with prangav just one oh, player also, for now at least won't make that much of a difference i see right now the thing is uh, the move the thing the move from uh, for tripier it's a great move for him but i don't think it's a great move for the club you know tripier is yeah, gonna, exactly. you know earn a lot exactly. of money and but we need to consider the fact that he is old he might not be able to give his best like you know um you have trent who plays amazing every game he's not going to do that for newcastle so see the thing I is that see trippier as that... a good signing for them right now but let's okay. see we have 20 more days so let's see if they're going to sign any other player true yes rayan you were saying something see the thing is um, that people are saying that trippier is not a good signing because he won't be able to give his all but it's not just uh, this is performance on the field he's a big name in the game he's won trophies people know him so that's going to bring in more big names i mean they, they're going to step up from chain maximum and joel inton to lovic and uh, marshall maybe because they're seeing tripier has come into newcastle so they're obviously going to see a big name is there and they're going to join so you're basically saying the experience part might count yes exactly i mean anything so, for them is a step step up because they're fighting relegation every season so for them getting into top 10 is also progression from the last season so if they make it to uh, to keep in the pre- if they if they guarantee safety this season in the premier league i think that's a good move for uh, trippier but if they don't then i don't see him playing in the championship i mean his career is basically over then i mean if if we all clear of this uh, particular signing and I mean, we all gave our points and opinions, you know, on how Trippier kind of is or might be, you know, a liability or an asset to Newcastle. I think that's something that time will tell. But yeah, moving on to another Premier League club that has managed to get their hands on a big player, or we might say was a big player, but kind of uh, gradually got out of, you know, the limelight. I think we all know who we are talking about. Uh, Coutinho to Aston Villa. I mean, it's a. I. I personally, I feel it's a win-win situation for both the clubs involved in this transaction, involved in this transfer. But then I'll leave it for you guys. I mean, let's let's hear it from Ryan. I mean, what do you think about this? You know, move from Barcelona to Aston Villa. For for I for I think for Barcelona, it's a very good move. Uh, because they are getting the money. They are getting the money, and and. Uh, also kind of offloading a player they didn't they didn't really need in this times and with especially the the performance that he brings to the team i, I did see him a couple of times this season but uh, he 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 was he was okay he was he wasn't up to the mark so i guess maybe uh, if he goes back to aston villa 
he he might be able to get his uh, old premier league coutinho back um, performance back and uh, if he performs like that and uh, if he returns to barcelona with that form then it would be a great deal for both barcelona and coutinho so yes aston villa has a 50 50 chance of uh, getting a very good deal here so yeah that's my view i mean since you're telling you know since you're talking about him going back to barcelona we all know that uh, barcelona as you said wants to offload players that have a huge huge uh, you know pay slip in that team i'm just going to ask moira you know the situation of barcelona you know how they are coping up with the financial situation you know they want to sign players you know they are signing players but then are not really able to register because of you know current players wages or salaries so what do you think i mean do you do you think uh, coutinho should stay at aston villa first like you know should they sign him permanently should barcelona really offload him or should wait for him to perform this is going to be the tough bit because if he performs at aston villa then you have barcelona who want him to come back and perform for barcelona itself and then you have aston villa who have seen him perform for their club and want to keep him whereas if they do buy him barcelona get another profit of 30 to 40 million uh, i think that's what the rumor says according to the deal well we needed coutinho basically to step up this season with the absence of big names from the club so there was that but then the, of course you have to see that the wage limit is being exceeded always at this crucial moment of the club so we can't really afford being experimental throughout the entire season so currently it's a good move by both clubs because aston villa have a huge potential in the attacking midfield sort of area and barcelona have an a player to offload and hopefully register new players and sign new players okay so i mean you know like we all know we have uh, kind of witnessed coutinho play in that liverpool team and he was a brilliant and ex- you know brilliant brilliant player i mean let me just you know jump on to pranga since coutinho is returning back to premier league and we all know how he was back in those liverpool days Do you think he might be able to gain back his charm, the player he was, his performances, or do you think you know it's just a move that you know we saw with uh, Gareth Bale and Spurs, where you know he did come back, a lot of expectations from the fans, a lot of expectations from the board, but then it was just a toll in the park. Do you think Coutinho is going to be somewhat like that transfer? Yeah, I think um, it's an it's an exciting signing for Aston Villa. because we know what he has done in the premier league and what he can still do he has that potential and uh, they have other players like leon bailey who can play on either side of the wing so overall for aston villa it's a great signing and even if he takes time to you know get adjusted to the league even though he has experience it i still feel he'll be doing he'll be able to you know score a few goals and get a few assists this season itself and overall i also think that um, you know the thing that happened to gareth bale you know pretty much his career is almost done he might just retire within one or two seasons but i don't think that's the case with coutinho i still think he can deliver a lot especially for aston villa because now he won't have that much pressure that he had for barcelona and even at liverpool because those were big clubs and they expected a lot from him whereas with aston villa the pressure will be low they won't necessarily tell him we want to win trophies we want you to deliver every game so overall for him it will be less pressure and hopefully then he'll be able to play his normal game like we have seen him before 
but prangav uh, with with bale it was a totally different case bale actually had a good performance in tottenham and when he returned to madrid too he was performing well until he got injured for for 2 3 weeks and then he decided to just continue uh, go continue with his injury excuse and that way we don't even see him in the on the madrid bench now so i, I mean it's bale's injury was the reason uh bale's uh, pretense was the reason why he didn't make up in the squad like why he didn't get a spot in the squad so i but yes as you said coutinho could be a very uh, uh, good option for aston villa and uh, he could still get his old form back and i really wish to wish him to get his form back because uh, i i love the way he used to play before yeah he can actually be a good replacement for jack grealish because i don't think they have found anyone yet so if there's anyone who comes close to jack grealish for aston villa right now i think it's coutinho plus uh, also about the bale situation i think uh, there can be different situations where a player might stop performing uh, especially with the james rodriguez they go, uh, everton got in rafa benitez and then he just stopped playing and now i don't know where he's playing now i don't think he's playing at everton i think he's anymore. in he's in, i think he's in japan or china i, I suppose yeah so no, he's players, in the qatari club Yeah, but okay, don't even know. Yeah. Nobody knows exactly. Yeah, so obviously, uh, you would want Coutinho to perform unless uh, you know he gets injured and all. But overall, I think uh, he's gonna you know stay for two three seasons at least at Aston Villa. I don't know how long the contract is, but uh, if there's any player right now who I think can make a comeback, it's definitely him. You know, since you since you brought up the Jack Grealish and you know you were like, okay, fine, Coutinho can be a replacement for Jack Grealish. I just wanted to ask Dhruv, do you know, like, do you think Coutinho will make it to the like, you know, the, to the first team, to the you know top eleven, or do you think you know he he might just be you know a backup or something you know to bring on or you know something like that? Do you think is he is he going to play? Is he going to be playing all the games or like just give me just tell me what you think? I feel that the Coutinho we once knew, the one in Liverpool, and the first six months at Barcelona is gone. I mean, he's he, his prime is finished, but he could still make a comeback in another chapter, redemption. He could still be their next Grealish, but uh, the Coutinho we knew isn't coming back. He could make it to the starting lineup, but uh, I don't see him starting over uh, Bailey or uh, Danny Ings. I mean, he's gonna play a lot of games, but I don't see him starting every game. Okay, so you feel that you know he's just going to be used for the squad depth and everything. Yeah, he might be a key player, but uh, I think it's a better uh, move for Barcelona because if I was Xavi, I I wouldn't look at Coutinho as a player who has potential to perform. I'd be looking at him occupying a space that Fati or Colado or Puch can take up. Somebody from the from Asia, he's just taking up their spaces now, and his range bill is extremely high. So he could cut back on that and register some better players from the academy or even Ferran Torres. As fine, I mean Aston Villa as of now thirteenth on the table, twenty-two points in hand. I mean, just with this signing that they have made right now, I don't know how many more signings will they make. But then, do you like any one of you? Can you just tell me, looking at this current signing? What is like? What do you expect them? Do you expect them to, you know, finish in the top ten, or you know, just manage the position that they are in right now? 
I feel we are going to see glimpses of Coutinho, the way we saw Bale back in Tottenham. He's going to play some games where he's man of the match, score the winners maybe, and have a lot of influence on the game. But uh, I don't see them making it to Europa. Maybe top 10 is possible for them, but I don't see them going higher than that. Oh, okay, perfect. I mean, we see clubs like, you know, uh, Aston Villa, we see clubs like Newcastle trying to, you know, build up a squad, trying to, you know, manage to stay above the relegation zones. But then we also have the top six clubs in Premier League who are kind of, you know, active in the transfer market. We see Niles moving away from Arsenal on a loan deal to Roma. We see, I think, the some player from United. I don't know who that is, but then I think they had this move. Frank, who, who, was, the, who was the player that just moved from United? I think it was Axel. Axel. Yeah, yeah. I think he, I think he moved to Syria, right? Yeah, he left. He went yeah. to Napoli on loan. Yeah, I mean, so these are the deal? you know. That was, is that a permanent deal or is it a loan spell? It's a loan. A loan spell. Loan. It's a loan mm-hmm. spell, right? Yeah. So I mean, we have these you know we have these big clubs making you know small steps, small moves inside the transfer market as of now. I personally do not see Man United signing anyone as of now. I do not see Spurs making Man, any Man signing. United, Man United are in no position of signing right now. Especially after yes. la- the last the last episode that we discussed that they they bought Ronaldo for a PR signing. They don't have any money left. So I I don't I, I don't that that's why they are selling. Uh, I mean loaning out their young players so that they can get some money and they can get some ca- cash flow in and then save some for the summer transfers. I mean, I don't know I, the thing that you said about the. And money. arguably, I mean, they have uh, the best score with the shittest performances. Okay, looking at looking at the transfer market, right, and the big top big clubs in Premier League, we see some of them removing players, some of them, you know, loaning out players, some of them selling their players. And uh, I just wanted, I mean, you know, there are many transfer targets for different clubs like. Arsenal are planning to, you know, or I think it might just be a rumor, but then they want to go for some midfield midfielder or things like that. So I just wanted to, you know, talk about. Uh, let's start with United. You know, as since we have discussed that United might not be in a position to sign a player, or might not be wanting to sign a player. I mean, what do you think, Prang? You know, what do you think the case is in that team right now? Right now, I don't think signing a player is going to make any difference for them. And I also... See, right now, I'm not worried about them finishing in top four or anything because in the end, there's going to be a new manager. He'll come with new tactics and they'll take time to adapt to his tactics. It's going to be a whole, you know, rebuilt process again, which is obviously very frustrating. But looking at the transfer market, I don't think that they have done things right especially in the summer so obviously they got Ronaldo which is you know I don't know I don't want to say if that's a good signing or a bad signing I am just worried about the future right now Marshall wants to leave Pogba is definitely going to leave he still hasn't signed any extension yet so Marshall Pogba and Cavani obviously he was also linked to Barcelona a few months ago so maybe he's also going to leave so that's three players who are going to that's three top players big names who are going to leave within the next six months. And basically, we'll be left with Greenwood, 
Ronaldo as the two natural strikers after Martial and Cavani leave. And we all know Ronaldo is here only for two years. So he'll also leave in the next summer. So that will just, you know, we'll be left with just Greenwood. And I don't think they'll be able to sign any top players now because the situation at the club is not that good. They are, they were supposed to fight for the title this year. They can't do it anymore. I don't think they'll be able to qualify for Champions League for next season. So overall, it's a bit of a, you know, it's a mess right now. Obviously, Ole fixed that. But now within the next, within the last three or four months, things have gone downhill again. And I don't know what's going to happen now because, because, you know, I don't think Ralph Ragnick is going to fix anything in the next six months. I hope that um, uh, whoever comes next, he'll be able to get in a good plan for them and hopefully they'll win trophies again. But uh, to come back to your question, I don't think there's any point signing any players for them right now. Man, this is just an example of a top quality team with amazing players, but it just doesn't work. It just doesn't work. No yeah, proper tactics, no proper manager you know, material. We need a good manager who can, you know, play properly, who can get the best out of these players. Right now, I don't see that happening. Even Ten Hag is a big doubt for me because he has never managed in the Premier League. And Premier League is a very big thing. You know, even top managers failure. We have seen that with uh, Louis Van Hal and... Uh, Obviously, right now, Antonio Conte is trying to do things with Spurs. So, things take time. But, again, with Ten Hag or whoever comes next, it's going to be a big challenge for him. True. I mean, looking at uh, looking at needing new transfers or not needing new transfers, when we look at the current Arsenal team, right, they're kind of performing. They're kind of giving results with the players that they have with the players that they have bought. But then they are still linked, as I said, to different players. One of them, uh, you know, I think it's Sovalovic or something like that. I, so, like, I mean, I want to ask Ayush, like, you know, do you think Arsenal really needs to, you know, improve their squad, bring in players, get that squad depth right? Or do you think that if they continue with this current squad and maybe, you know, spend in summers, it will be a viable thing? What do you think should be done? I think there are still a few positions which Arsenal need to focus on, striker being one of them. We have three strikers at the moment. Aubameyang, we know what all is happening with him. There is Enketia, who's not ready to sign a new contract because of the game time. And Lacazette, who we are not offering a new contract. So, I think Arsenal is focusing on getting another young striker for the future, as they have so many young players who are building for the future. So, this is a strategy, I think, which is great because I think young players will always give 100% for any club which they play, whereas the well-named players are arrogant and won't perform. I'll give you a very good example of Manchester United in that. The Manchester United board might be rubbing their balls off because they have spent big bucks so many on so many players, whether it's Sancho, Maguire, Ronaldo, beat anyone, and Pogba, and none of them have performed. None of them. So even I would suggest to the United board that they can also start spending money on young players instead of bringing players who are just based on their name. Yeah, that's one good thing but, about Arsenal. But, to be honest, they don't sign big players. They'll sign players who can improve their squad. I you think know. I think this this came from Arsene Wenger. He said 
if i want i can spend 100 million tomorrow but i don't want to waste that money and i'll save the money for club in other aspects and i'll just get a young player who will want to perform for the club this yeah, is exactly because yeah you could very guess. well see that with the you know with the previous arsenal squad the players arsenal wenger had built players we could have you know we could have never thought would be able to play on that world class level he did build them we see we you know saw them perform we we have hundreds of example beat henry robin van persie true or fabregas anyone name it exactly and so, united yeah. have examples in the worst category we got van de beek for 36 million and, and i still think started a I single game think, this season i still think van de beek is a great player if you but he, 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 he is he's united, worth right? the money he's not good he's for man united is definitely worth the money is just when, when manchester just... united when manchester united bought van der beek i thought it was a bargain because of the way he was playing for ajax and all of their players were going for huge bucks fair enough i mean looking at what i just said frankie de jong for 70 million you have delete for 70 plus million and then you have a player like van der beek who kind of was a very important asset in that ajax team that was kind of unrecognized but then yeah we everyone knew what he can do and united got him for 36 million much much less than what you know other ajax players went for so i think you know some, this is something where i think you know they did not really value what he could do or maybe it's, it's just that the managers might be seeing something that we are not being you know we are not able to see on that training pitch because we don't know we do not know what's happening there looking at looking at what uh, the uh, the situation with uh, Ricky Puig is in Barcelona we all think that okay he could he could perform he could be a good thing and this and that but then in reality what it is right now is that he does not have that physicality to play as a midfielder the skills and everything it's absolutely on point but then you need to have something more than you know just proper takeovers and everything so i think yeah that is a fair point i mean i don't we do not really know what the situation with van de beek is but yes we can still call him an exceptional player i think he should kind of move out of the club yeah, because I, i don't think yeah he Rangu? deserves better he deserves better yeah, than man he deserves better club. true now the club that suits him we do not know we do not know what his agent is going to decide for him we do not know where can he go but then yes i think he kind of needs to move to a squad that fits him and that kind of appreciates his value but yes i mean th- this is something that we might see in this transfer market a lot of premier league clubs making moves but then we are, we also have la liga teams that are kind of stuck to the the squads that they have and they are we are not really seeing much transfers going around these la liga teams because maybe most of the clubs there the big clubs there are holding on for big targets for summers the la liga race is kind of kind of uh, going on one side right now with real madrid taking the edge the only thing the only club that might be able to give some competition right now is sevilla the rest of us are fighting for top 4 so i mean i just wanted to i just wanted to ask uh, you know ryan that you know looking at looking at the current performances of every club in la liga i mean you see you have real betis on the third position you have uh, atletico madrid surprisingly the previous champions on the fourth position do you do you kind of feel that the level 
of the you know teams that we are not used to in the past like you know teams like sociedad betis granada getafe are they kind of adapting to you know what we are playing or is it like our squad our squad is kind of you know not that strong as it used to be that you know we are kind of clear winners in that league to be honest we very honest um, la liga i've always felt is a, like is a three three team league which is real madrid barcelona and atletico madrid and uh, now that uh, we are seeing these other teams come up and At- atletico madrid and barcelona getting left behind it's not because they are giving us that much competition it's because atletico madrid and barcelona's squad value and performance has decreased has declined over the years in, in fact uh, atletico madrid won the league last season but uh, this season is a total surprise for them because no one of us ex- none of us except uh, ex- expected if uh, atletico madrid would be that down low in the middle of the season and uh, looking at madrid's performance right uh, real madrid's performance right now uh, i don't i'm i'm being biased obviously but uh, i don't see any other club catching up to them except for sevilla as you mentioned but even sevilla to catch up is a, it's a, it's it's a doubt so we'll just keep, wait and watch and see what happens you know what i feel will define this real madrid team is how far do they go in champions league because i still don't feel winning a lot of games in la liga defines how good your team is because that league is not so good right now as compared to before but still i would say if Madrid go far in Champions League like final or even all the way through then I'll be convinced that this uh, Real Madrid team can match their previous levels that I mean, that is that is absolutely true because uh, I I don't see La Liga as a place where you can test your performance where you can test the test your club as a whole you you can only test uh, your club in a major championship which is a cha- which is the champions league and if we manage to beat psg in the round of 16 then consider that we have already won the champions league i mean looking at all these points right like you know how uh madrid is on the top right now solely because not just because they are playing good they are consistent in their performances but also because the teams that used to compete with them the teams that kept the competition alive a kind of not what they used to be i mean i'm just going to go to mora you know since you know we have we have been seeing performances we have been seeing atletico madrid slip against smaller clubs clubs like that that are placed on the 19th position and then we see barcelona not being able to you know get that important w now and then continuously it's just like we kind of are there and then we are not there at the end of the day so i just wanted to ask you know do you feel that you know this Barcelona squad or this, you know, just like let's just focus on one team. Like this Barcelona squad, are they, you know, can they make the top four this season? Top, oh yeah, obviously we can make the top four. We're at this moment we just like a point away from top four, while Sevilla, Betis, and Sociedad are second, third, and fourth respectively. Atletico Madrid are the same point, but they have a game in hand right now. basically what i'm trying to say is barcelona have the willpower they have the quality in the players in the youngsters that are building up right now is just that with the youngsters and with the ability comes a lot of enthusiasm which leads to mistakes towards the end of the game which you can see consistently 
although the past three or four games we've been trying to hang on in the end and our defense is doing uh, relatively much better than the earlier start of the season and Tostegan is also gaining form at the same time bit by bit as he his save literally saved us like two points and yesterday's game Barcelona's game we took an L again we drew but it was a good game as you can see in the first half of the first first half of the match we played well our game plan was perfect but as i said again with the youngsters comes a lot of mistakes that as javi said also that we made a lot of dumb mistakes which shouldn't have been made because the players are new they're adapting and they're building chemistry with each other with these youngsters and uh what dani alves what a guy his performance at the age of 38 still contributing to this team is really amazing to see and hopefully he can keep continuing and yeah obviously i think we can make a top 4 but also i like to address what rayan and ayush said about la liga not being an amazing testing ground uh yes obviously it's it's not exactly comparable to other leagues like the premier league of course but i i would say the the competition in the league has been way better than the past few years and of course i'm not talking about atletico and barcelona because they've had barcelona with financial issues and the squad depth issues and atletico being just like some tactical tactical problems with them having like four defeats in a row but you can see generally that the other teams are having more consistency in their game they would mm-hmm. normally just show glimpses in the past years now they're performing consistently and according to a particular game plan adapting to the league properly you know what i have seen with barcelona in the recent games i have seen them playing is that they lack a leader or a player who will be like give me the ball i'll create everything give me the ball i want to play they ha- they just keep passing the ball to each other they create less chances as compared to before that's why they score less goals now like the in the first half other than the disallowed goal i think that was the only good chance that cross which luke de jong scored other than that i did not see anything special so they lack that one kind of player who's like give me the ball i'll make things happen i think that now, is, that's why now they now they expect yes exactly that's what that's what i was going to say now they expect Dani Alves to be that person, that leader that can help them go ahead. But then I feel Dani signing Dani Alves. I don't think I don't of... think a thirty-eight-year-old should be a player who should be leading this team at this moment. Exactly, yeah, he he shouldn't It's... be leading, but he's there for motivation and because of his experience, he can also uh, help because, the team even when he's not motivation. playing the game. Because of that motivation, you guys aren't aren't able to register different players now. because you have already registered Dani Alves to play now you have Coutinho you you have Coutinho going out so i think that gives you some space for Ferran Torres but then how are you looking forward to the future who are you planning to let go and who are you planning to uh, bring into your club what are you planning to do better with your club and i the, think the Adil only thing that Adil being the host i think you should also get involved in this because you are Barcelona fan we would like so that, to hear i was coming you. to it i was coming to it i mean to see the only the only thing is that when you come when you look at barcelona's financial situation when you look when you talk about you know registering players it is something that yes you know players like coutinho players like umtiti i know they they have they have huge pay slips that we are not able to you know reduce we were not able to reduce as of now obviously with the going of coutinho registering players like ferran torres 
is kind of a possibility but then when you look at the future when you look at if you uh, laporte wanting to sign halan right obviously his salary gap the amount that they are willing to pay him which is like 30 million plus a year that means you will have to remove a lot more than you know a lot more than coutinho and umtiti you're looking at removing three or four big players with big payslips so i don't know i don't know who are they talking about i don't know who are they going to remove but then the president is kind of very confident you know in signing zavi as he said he knows he knows who to keep he knows who to remove so I, that's something you know that's something for the future but then as of now the team that we have we are basically picking up players from team b that we want to register for i don't know what salary are they going to take but then yeah players like dembele asking for salaries around 15 million a year these are the players in, that you know in la liga do you have to register your academy players yes because you cannot play more than uh, four academy players in the first 11 the rule says that you need at least seven players with senior contracts on the pitch Bro, so basically yeah you have to you have to like So yeah I mean looking at all of these points like you cannot you cannot bring in academy players without you know giving them a senior contract and giving them a senior contract means giving them wages and salaries and the limit the limit the lowest you can give is 150 a week which Danny Alves is collecting basically so that is and not just Danny Alves PK is PK you know people kind of you know pointed at him that you know he is the highest paid player but then he is the same as Daniel Alves he's collecting the lowest salary that could possibly given in the first team so that is what i'm saying these things kind of you know we cannot discuss them because it's a financial matter we, we are not really sure of how it is what is what is being decided or not but then yeah you will have to remove players yeah, a, to get a reporter players. a reporter literally just recently Uh, pointed out to him and called him out, and he literally opened his phone and showed him his fifty percent wage bill in December month that he collected. So yeah, that, so so that is what it is. But yeah, at the end of the day, I mean, you know, if you look at it, I just wanted to, since it's a very good uh, question that I I just got in my mind, I just put it out there. Arsenal also built up from their uh, you know uh, young squad, right? So you're saying Barcelona is the next Arsenal? You know uh, uh, this uh, fucking United fan just barking at this moment. He should be just shutting his mouth right now and listening to other clubs talk. I swear. Yeah, In the yeah, situation, yeah, no, no, this fucking I... bastard is. No, hey guys, I, I kind of, I kind of got, I kind of got muted. But listen, but listen to the question, right? You know, the question. Uh, such, such bastards who own club is in the mud, but they want to talk about other clubs. Such dumb fucks. No, we, have in this we are group. not talking. We are not talking about Arsenal. I was not. I did not finish my question. I was like, looking at both of the teams, picking up players, picking up youngsters. What do you think Barcelona has to take in from Mikel Arteta? What do you think? Because Mikel Arteta has done an absolutely fantastic job with the players that he has brought on, the players that he has supported, the youngsters that he has brought on. Zavi is kind of on the same steps. Zavi is kind of wanting to follow the same same steps. Kind of wanting to use the academy, which all which like Barcelona always did, a part of youth success in two thousand and nine, two thousand and ten. That era that defined that entire decade. It was a team of, it was a team consisting of eleven academy players. Zavi wants to do the same thing. Mikel Arteta kind of is doing the same thing. 
What is the what is the only thing lacking between these two? You know the huge difference between Mikel Arteta's Arsenal and Xavi's Barcelona is that that Xavi is facing Arteta can sign uh, can sign a young player, but when time comes, he can also spend sixty or seventy million on one big player. But at but, this but moment, come on, Xavi you can't you can't that. compare Xavi to Arteta's management, man. How are you comparing? I mean, Xavi who managed a club in the Qatari league, and whereas uh, Arteta who was uh, who was a manager under uh, Pep, assistant manager under Pep. How do you expect to Bro, like any of them think, to get I the think, same kind of? I think I think Xavi knows more ball than Mikel Arteta. Let me just tell you that. Arteta yeah, exactly might... like you you have on one hand a Koeman who couldn't I'm, I'm uh, an Arsenal with... fan but I'll also agree that Xavi knows more ball than Arteta he just lacks little bit of experience at this moment Exactly, exactly. Like, you can see you can see glimpses of it itself because you can see like last year we had a like proper senior manager with all uh, what you can say uh, experience and all but you have Xavi right now using his Young players, much younger than what Komen used and introduced, and you can see him trying to almost bring the results. We're not that consistent but, as of yet, but but he's Koeman almost doing a, it. Komen Komen was an Everton reject, uh, so I don't think. What experience are you talking about? Which experience did you expect to get from him? No, I'm I mean, just Koeman, at the end of the day, managers. At the end of the day, we know we know Mikel Arteta has been managing Arsenal since three two to three years now, right? But then at now it's like okay. The only thing is that maybe it's time. Maybe you have to give a team like Barcelona, who wants to bring in youngsters, a bit of time, like the time that Arsenal board gave Mikel Arteta. And let's see. We'll wait for the results. But then quickly but moving Barcelona on. Barcelona have that much time. I mean, since uh, since the fans, since everyone is kind of so used to being in the Champions League, being a top club, always reaching, you know. Positions like quarterfinals, semi-finals, it's kind of it's kind of hard to take in. But then, yes, we will have to wait. Maybe, as Moria said, top four is a definite. I kind of I kind of still doubt it. I I'm hoping for it, but there's always a doubt. Since we no, have come to this topic, it. and since we have come to this topic, right? I mean, clear winners for the season. I mean, we all can agree. Can be Real Madrid. It's a it's a clear 80% chance with sevilla yeah. kind of taking over i think we all can agree that it's it's only it's only a two horse race now either of them slipping gives the other one the title which is fair enough i mean the top the top four like what do you think what do you guys think who is going to make it i mean let's start with ran i think it's going to be real madrid sevilla atletico madrid and barcelona Ayush, I'll I'll agree with Ryan on this. This will be my top four as well. Prang, do you agree with the same? Bro, I don't watch La Liga matches, but uh, looking at the table, I think Real Madrid is going to win. Obviously, uh, plus I also think personally for me, my society football league is more interesting than La Liga. So I. Honestly, don't care about the top four, but uh, if I have to choose the winner, competition I'm going to be Real Madrid. Fair enough, and I think we already know Moria wanting uh, Barcelona and top four, so I think he will go with so Real. Just, and... It's not just yeah. about wanting; it's about believing because of the glimpses we're seeing. But anyway, I think I don't think Atletico will make it to top four. I think they will slip out. 
and Betis will take their place. It just might happen. It's a weird shout, but it might happen. It's just what I think. Fair enough. Fair enough. I mean, it's a big thing. Half of the season done. We have another half to go. A lot of exciting things coming our way. Anything can happen. Anything can, you know, come up. But yeah, it's something that we have been discussing. So we leave it for the future. Anyways, uh, I think that's it for today, guys. It's been an absolute pleasure again. Thanks for joining us. It's wonderful. And I'll take your leave. Balls out.